22nd in Nashville, formerly 33rd in Emerald, with the same old fantasy football talk. 12 degenerates from Oakland compete to be the champion. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge. As always, Mikey Mac on the mic. To the left, the Commissioner Andy Hansen. And via the Fantasy Lounge hotline, Dave Steuben, the boys are back. It feels good. You know, I like, it is kind of crazy because we have no reps. We, we dropped only one episode last year. One. And already, we're already up to two. This is the second one. Mikey did a solo pod. Last week, didn't tell anyone. Just started up his own. I, I love when you're motivated and like you're ready to take it on. Let's see how long it lasts, though. Uh, one of the two-year two hiatus. We, we did one, one episode last year when you were out. Yeah, we had one episode. That, that was it. One episode. Almost to the day that it was dropped last year when Mike did his solo pod. You know why he wanted it back, Dave? You know why he wanted to talk fancy? Because he's a fucking Because he's a winner. Because he's a fucking winner. It, it, it's it's crazy how when the things are going good, yeah, when the things are going good, then everything trot is all about it. So at least we got that going for the next couple weeks. Where you're still gonna be a champ. I have to admit, stepping away for a year, it's cleared my mind. I found out, you know, what's important in my life. I organized my priorities, and I have to say, I'm coming back to the lounge because this is a passion project for us, and it's a passion project for me. Um, you know, so I'm glad to be back. I think we got a really good show today. We're breaking down the NFC top eight new offense, uh, new offseason additions. But we're also going to be talking some sold out touchdowns league keeper potential, which people are really, really trying to sink their teeth in. Can, can I just ask something while the commission's on here? Yeah, go ahead, bud. Are, are we having uh, a flex, or did that just not happen? Is that in my dreams? That was in your dreams, David. We didn't get the votes. I really think we need to start taking video of this vote because. No, I, I, I have it in my I have it in my notes. I mean, I, like I know what's going on in the world where people don't believe like voting matters or like that it might be it, yeah or it might be rigged. But we did not have the two thirds votes needed in order to pass that. So I don't know. I think those, those notes are in Mar-a-Lago somewhere. <laughs> Uh, in Mikey's basement. Yeah. Now, I kind of broke this up in – there's 12 teams in our league. So I kind of broke it up into, like, categories where we know – I think we have a good idea of which uh, managers are keeping which players. And then there's also, though, some intrigue. Uh, some people have some possible multiple keeper options. Um, I'm going to start with guys that might – and myself is included in this one – might not have a keeper or is probably going to keep someone uh, – there's only one other possible option to keep. And I'm going to start with Simo uh, right now. Um, right now, it looks like Kyler in the fifth is his only possible keeper. Now, I guess my question to you is, Dave or Randy, uh, is Kyler worth keeping in the fifth? Um, I mean, like all the offseason stuff, I can't – there's something about Kyler. Like his dual threat of being able to run and pass is huge for fantasy. Right now, like I think he's ranked like top three. Like the third overall quarterback. So we're using uh, Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. Right now he's the fifth overall quarterback PPR. Um, and so there is some value there. Now he finished 10th overall in Yahoo last year. Um, so I guess if Simo's banking on a big year, 
Dave, when does like when would Kyler go? You think in our draft this year? What are your what are your thoughts? I mean, you would think probably fifth to seventh round, but you also have to factor in that Hopkins is going to be out for the first six games. He did just get paid, so is the motivation there? Is he going to be playing Call of Duty, uh, or you know, is he really going to be focused in on making this team better and making a run into the playoffs? So if he was tenth last year. Uh, a fifth round pick for him? I don't see it. I, I don't see the value, honestly. Okay. And, and the, if it was me, I mean that's that's a tough one because he could be top three easily, but he was tenth last year and he's missing his number one weapon. So who knows? And the caveat to that as well, Dave, is the mere fact that for the last two seasons he wasn't really able to like finish a season, but from your number one quarterback that you're looking for and is injury prone. So, I mean, at the beginning of the season, he always pops off. That's just what he does. And as the season goes on, he, uh, he gets a little banged up. Also, I just – it takes me back to one more thing about Kyler Murray. And there was, like, there was an interview he did with someone in the combine. Um, I forgot who – I think it was Rich Eisen. And he, he did an interview with him, and he's like, he's like oh, I don't watch film because, like, no one does what I do. And that just, like, sums up him to a T, like, that resurfaced after he was bitching about watching four hours of film. An extra four hours a week, which comes out to maybe, like, less than half an hour a day. If that. Or more than half an hour a day. No, with SEMO. That was good math. There you go. Yeah, thanks, bud. No, SEMO does have some recency bias. Back-to-back years, Kyler on his team. Um, I'm interested to see what he does. He doesn't have to keep him, but that's really his only option. I know he joked around with Justin Tucker. Uh, I think he drafted him in, like, the 12th. Yeah. I mean, is that, uh, is that a joke? I mean, why wouldn't you keep Justin Tucker in the 12th? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I guess we'll have to see. I'm sure, like, you know, we can break some – you know, Simo got a very tight camp over there. We had no really sources going on there, so we might have to get some uh, inside. We got, we, got, we, got, we got two guys embedded deep in his camp. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so we have, to, we have to check that out. My next one, guaranteed, is going to be uh, McCarthy. He's keeping Jamar Chase in the sixth. Um, the best value keeper uh, in the league, without a doubt. 100%. And the mere fact that you're coming off taking last in the league and, like – it's it's terrible to go into a new season being a last place player, but then right away you got Demar Chase in, in the sixth round pick as a potentially he's like top I think he's twelfth overall they say right now, but the third wide receiver on the board in PPR. I mean that's you're setting yourself up right away for a hit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's basically getting the first rounder, early second rounder in the sixth. That's that's pretty big. Yeah, but so, he needs because the kid struggles every year. Yeah, you know, he has, he's had some good years. Now, the thing with Jamar Chase is, like, the fact that he was a rookie and he did what he did, like, the sky's the limit for this kid. I mean, who's to say? Like, it's very – you could – you there's a, a reality where next year he's the best receiver in, fo- in football. And so to have him in the sixth round is a beautiful thing. Um, Fantasy Wiz- – or Draft Wizard has him 12th ranked overall in PPR. So you're getting a first-round pick in the sixth round. So kudos to McCarthy uh, for that. Um, the next one we're going to do, we're going to go Gallagher. He's keeping Justin Herbert in the seventh. That's really the only option. Herbert was the second best fantasy quarterback last year. So in our league, he probably goes third, fourth round. Yeah. It's great value. Now here's the question I want to ask you, uh, Dave, or Randy for that matter. Is he kicking himself for the Jalen Waddle blunder? Accidentally traded him and then got him right back. The rule in our league is if you trade him or you drop him, he's no longer eligible to keep a keeper. Is he kicking himself? Right uh, now? I, I still think he'd what, go Herbert. What round did he take him in? 
Uh, Waddle was in ninth. Ninth. the ninth. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, Herbert in the seventh is a great value. Yeah, you got a top. Especially in our league where you get six points per touchdown and, and one point every 20 yards passing. I would, yeah, I would still keep Her- Herbert regardless. Yeah, I think I would too. That'd be, it's tough because Waddle's going to probably have a huge year, but Herbert is easily top five quarterback. This year, so and and, that's the deal. And I think they're going to be in some dog fights now that you got um, the AFC West playing the NFC West this year for their game. So there's going to be a bunch of dog fights in there. I think a lot of high scoring games. So good for good for Gallagher getting Herbert in the seventh. We're going to move on to the commission here. Debo, can we confirm right now, 100 percent keeping Debo? Yeah, all teams. Guy got paid. Let's go. Let's have it. Let's have a day. Are you are you concerned though at all with his his health issues? How the way to use him? I mean, he's I in the, he's in the sixth, Dave. He could be my wide receiver two or possibly wide receiver three in that situation. And not these are not bad options to have. So, Debo, snatch your chain. He's going to be um, locking unless something you know, God forbid. So, but I I won't even say, but we know what I'm hinting at. I guess. Do you have Do you have any other options uh, that you could keep other than him? If for any chance, you know, any reason he did get. No. I'm not gonna say it, but. Yeah. Nope. I got Henderson. That's about it. Am I only? Uh, you know Matthew Stafford in the like the tenth. I didn't realize Stafford threw 41 touchdowns last year. He was top six uh, overall quarterback. Man, that's, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize that doing some breakdown on Stafford. I will say this, and, and, and uh, Dave, you're the resident quarterback here. Are you at all concerned about Trey Lance, uh, his production? Is it? Yeah. I mean, I think you could have any a concern about anybody who hasn't really played in the NFL much. I know he's got all the, the tools and, and things like that, but there's, there's still concern. Some concern around it, I would, you would think, right? I mean, yeah, like I, I understand like the dual threat quarterback thing, but the mere fact that he like the rankings that have I know like on face we're using Fantasy Wizard right now, but I've seen on ESPN, I've seen on Yahoo where he's like a top ten uh, rated. Like yeah, he's, uh, going, he's going above a lot of guys that are proven. Yeah, in, in, in front of Rodgers, in front of Stafford, in front of like he's like in that range. He's running Brady and Burrow in some other leagues. But yeah, I've seen I've seen that, Matt. I, I mean, I get it because he can run and he, he's going to score some touchdowns. But I don't know. I guess you got to prove it to me before you take him before Brady or Stafford or Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers his, his rosters on the uh, on the downfall, but he's still going to probably be a top ten quarterback. Yeah, and then the thing is, like, do you feel confident going into a season with Trey Lance your number one quarterback? No, no I mean, like, I mean, it's kind of like a boomer bust kind of situation for there. Okay. Um, now, next one, Dave. Might as well talk about you, Mark Andrews, in the fifth. Do you want to one hundred percent confirm that right now? Lock or it in. Lock it in. Lock in Mark Our Andrews in the fifth. That's a great value as well. He's another guy going in the second, third round in most drafts. Getting him in the fifth. Are you? They, they lost. They lost Brown. I mean, I know uh, Bateman's been looking fantastic in camp, but uh, Andrews is, is uh, Jackson's uh, safety blanket. So. No, you yeah, a- another 100, 100 receptions and at least eight to ten touchdowns. Um, quick question: Are you at all surprised that he's going ahead of Kelsey in a lot of mocks right now? No. I, I mean, they got to be one in one A and one B, basically. It, Kelsey's going to have a great year too because Hill's gone. So uh, I don't think you can go wrong with either. Yeah, I think both of them are like wide receiver ones in both those offenses. Yeah, I agree. I know. I think that's a great, another great steal. Like, 
again, like you said, back end first or probably in our draft, you know, mid second rounder, you're getting uh, Mark Andrews in the fifth. So that's a great job by you. Um, another one I think it's a guarantee is Channel keeping Pitts in the fifth. I tried to make the case for Tyler Boyd in the eighth, and I just couldn't do it. Um, no. Yeah, so it looks like Pitts in the fifth to Channel. Um, Mariota there now. I did a little breakdown. We'll talk about Mariota a little bit. Um, but Pitts in That's the fi- Pitts in the fifth. Um, no Calvin Ridley. He's gonna gobble up a bunch of targets. Uh, do we like Pitts in the fifth? Uh, I, think uh, I think it's good market value. I would say. Yeah, I think might he's. Be, um, it might be a little. No, it might be a little early. I don't know though. Depends on how our, our board goes, and if people are just taking tight ends right and left. Yeah, well, he's going to be the third tight end off the board if it was just regular without dynasty. So, um, I mean, he's I, above Kittle, but above Kittle and Waller in most models yeah, right now. Yeah, and uh, especially especially with London go, going out too, I'm like, who is really going to get the ball there for in Arizona? And it's, it's like, what? what, what I'm, that's what I'm at Atlanta. I'm sorry. <laughs> but what what is what is Mariota going to give you? Is the real question. And he's never yeah. been like a tight end guy. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the problem. I see. It scares me with Mariota, and then also being your fifth round pick. I mean, if he had if he had Matt Ryan back in fifth round, yeah, I, I would I would pull the trigger on that all day. But Mariota scares me because again, another guy who really hasn't proven himself in the NFL. He's been in the NFL for a long time, but he's a running quarterback, and I don't know how much he's going to do as far as their passing offense. So. Okay. All right. Um, now let's talk about Lath. Um It looks like. Again, just looking, T. Higgins in the fifth. I made the case last week, breaking down Russell Wilson. He does have a possibility to keep Russ in the sixth. Um, but, you know, Randy, if you had to pick who better value, Higgins in the fifth, Russ in the sixth, it's pretty much, you think, a no-brainer, right? Yeah, I, I think you got to go T. Higgins there. Um, even though I think Russ is going to cook. Yeah, I think uh, it's an interesting decision. I think if Leigh thinks that Russ is a top-three quarterback, then he... Very well could keep Russ in the sixth, but I think Higgins in the fifth is a really like solid wide receiver too. But and then like what? Yeah, just what you said that like, you think late. What, what he would be thinking? I don't think he's thinking anything. Eh, we'll see. You think he's diving in? Right now they got they got. They got they, he probably doesn't even know he has T. Higgins or Russ on his uh, team. No, so. I think he does. Now here's the thing. Why? H- Higgins right now. Higgins right now. Draft Wizard twelfth uh, ranked. PPR receiver, so I mean you're you're talking wide, wide wide receiver one value, so I think it's kind of a no brainer. But I made the case last week. I'm not going to get into the Russell stuff because I talked about it last week. But you know Higgins, that's pretty good value in the fifth. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but I mean Russell going into a new situation too. I know he's he's a great quarterback and they do have good receivers there, but that's too many question marks. Got to go Higgins. All right. Now the last kind of one that we kind of don't, or we kind of know, but maybe not. I'm gonna talk Waldo real quick. It looks like Dak in the fifth. I actually did a little breakdown in Tyler Higby in the ninth, but I just can't get there. And then also I, I kind of thought maybe Madison in the thirteenth, um, but again I just couldn't get there. Madison only averaged last year ten touches per game. Uh, Higby was um, twenty points shy of being a top ten tight end last year, but I just don't. Don't see that. I bet he stays with Dak, especially how good Dak was the first four games of the year before he got hurt. He, he might be a candidate to not keep anyone, to be honest. Yeah, because right now Dak is, I want to say, top eight quarterback taken. 
Um, so you might be able to get Dak maybe a round later. But, again... Yeah, that's not bad, but, I mean, you could get a quarterback later that could put up, you know, maybe 15 points less than him mm-hmm. in later rounds. And Higby, I think, is coming off a pretty big injury. So that's another question mark. Um, so, I don't know. Higby in the ninth seems like a little bit of a... A little bit early. I mean, I bet, yeah, I bet you, like, if Higby will go in, like, the 14th, if he even goes at all. If he right? goes at all. Yeah, so it would be a waste. Yeah. I mean, Madison in the 13th. Ah. No, you could do Madison. No, I mean, what did, what did Madison really do when he came in last year? Not, it wasn't much. No. Yeah, so I tried to make the case. I tried to make the case for uh, both of them, and I just couldn't do it. Um so, um, speaking of, you said, you know, he might be a candidate for someone not to keep. I think I'm in that boat right now, and I think maybe I might be the only person that ends up not keeping someone, which is kind of ironic since I, I don't know if you guys know I am the, the reigning champ. I don't yeah. know if you guys know. Um, Damian Harris is really my only keeper, and that's a sixth rounder. So, I, I might not keep him. I could potentially draft him in the seventh or eighth round next year. I don't know. Or this, if, this it wasn't, if it wasn't for touchdowns last year for him, he would have been, I don't even know what quarter, or what running back, if you have that stat or whatever it is, but he wasn't very good if he didn't score a touchdown. What, what do you have, like 16? He, he, he had 14. He had, he had, again. Yeah, he had 14 touchdowns last year. 14. But here, yeah. yeah, and so I'm not going to really get into it too much. Um, but yeah, that's really my only option. So I'm weighing the pros and cons of that as we speak. Well, you go from that until you look at the guy that took second. Yeah, now let's flip on that. Now, here's some guys in our league that have multiple keepers, and I'm just going to run down. Lewis came in second. These are his possible keepers, and then Dave and Randy, just tell me which one stands out to you because we do have to kind of move the show along a little bit. What are we on time right now? All right, though. Just keep talking. Keep keep talking. All right. Uh, So these are all Lewis's potential, and I think him and Andy have the most potential uh, keepers. Uh, And so Lewis right now, Lamar or Judy in the fifth, Lamar in the sixth, Hawkinson in the seventh, Mike Williams in the eighth, Fournette in the ninth, Hollywood in the tenth. Those are his uh, potential keepers. Randy, real quickly, which one do you just stand out to you about? One he should keep immediately. Like your initial reaction for just overall value, I would say Hollywood in the tenth. But knowing Lewis, I think he, Hollywood Brown in the tenth. Fournette in the ninth? How about that one? Did you see how fat Fournette came in at? Whatever. No one gives a shit. Yeah, they got a bunch of running backs there, too. Maybe, though. But, like, but I I really think, like, Lewis will do either Judy or Lamar. I bet you, like, at the end of the day, some way, somehow, like, Lamar, he's good because he loves him some Lamar. He's going to keep Lamar in the sixth. Yeah, I got to go Fournette. I mean, Fournette's going in, what, the top eight running backs in most drafts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Fournette's are super high right now, and so yeah, that's that's huge value. But he does love Lamar, but I feel like he could get him in the draft organically without uh, just keeping him. Uh, Judy's kind of interesting in the fifth, but I think Fournette in the ninth—that's so much value, especially with running backs how they are now. Uh, he he actually catches the ball, he scores touchdowns, and that offense is going to be scoring tons of points. So. Are we uh, playoff Lenny? Playoff Lenny? I'm just gonna throw. Are we at all overlooking Mike Williams? No, I can't stand Mike no. Williams. I can't believe they gave him that contract. To be honest, but Mike Williams is like the. What do you do after the first four weeks? Do you, you guys, do you, do you guys want to take a guess where Mike Williams finished last year in fantasy receiver range? Probably twelve. Fourteen. Twelve. So by my calculation, that's a wide receiver one. 
Yeah, if you if you take if you take out the first four weeks, if you take out the first four weeks, I'm just saying. And usually he'd be a guy that comes on late. That was the first time that he did the opposite. Who, Always does out of, in his career. Out of that, out of that list, who has the best offense? Who like who's in the best offensive system on anybody in that list? Probably Fournette or Mike Williams. Okay. Yeah. So you have we just talked about Herbert possibly being the best quarterback. So you have the best quarterback. Keenan Allen's aging. I don't know. I just think like eh, let's give a little a little love to Mike Williams. Yeah, he's a good receiver when he's healthy, but he's too boomer bust for so me to where, be my keeper. So Mike in the eighth though. But it's okay. Mike Williams, all right, he doesn't keep Mike Williams. Where does he go in our in our draft this year? In the fifth? Probably fifth or sixth round. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good value, but Fournette's going in the, probably the third round. I agree. The value's there. I agree. But Fournette is, I mean, he does got some miles on the legs. You know what? I mean, it's going it's, it's really. to come down to a good owner right there, you know, a good fancy sure. owner is going to have to make a, a tough decision right there. I guess, there. too. It's like trying to pick your favorite kid, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hawkinson uh, I mean, is a, uh, about a kind of sleeper there, though, too, because uh, last year he was he did pretty well. He did have some games though where he did disappear, but okay. Um, now the the person with the second most keeper options, Andy, he also had a nice little draft. Um, even though it didn't translate as well in the season last year, um, he has a who people are ranting and raving about in the. Uh, in camp right now is being he looks they, they're saying he looks the best in San Francisco camp. Ayuk in the fifth, Javante Williams in the sixth, Hertz in the seventh, Devontae Smith in the eighth, and James Conner in the ninth. Uh, Dave, out of just instant reaction, which one you like there the best? I I absolutely love Javante Williams this year. I'm taking him in every draft I can get him in. I think he's going to be top three running back this year. So um, in the sixth, I think you can't pass that up. And he's probably Ayuk's a nice. Piece, but they also have Debo there, and then you, like we talked earlier, new quarterback. What is he going to do? So. Um, with, and James Conner had a really good year last year as well. James Conner's interesting. No Chase Edmonds there anymore. They still haven't solidified a backup running back. That's interesting. But, again, that's another guy injury prone. Is he going to put up the touchdowns? He doesn't really catch the ball much. So, but in the ninth, that's a good value. Well, he's also a cancer survivor, Dave. Well, that's, I don't think you get points for that in fantasy football. I know, but they say it on every telecast. Um, I'm just going gonna, gonna to make a slight pitch to Devontae uh, Smith in the standpoint that um, as a rookie, he actually had a pretty solid rookie year. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be better. They just don't throw the ball enough. They don't throw the ball enough, which we're going to get into. But, I mean, you could, somebody you could – I guess – I guess you could talk me into it because even though like Devontae Smith's not gonna go like in the first five rounds, right? But you could talk me into like, okay, Andy thinks that he's gonna have a breakout season where he's a top twelve receiver. So if he thinks that, maybe he keeps him. No. I don't know. No. No, not even close. He's not, he's not gonna be a top twelve. So you're t- you're telling me that offense that doesn't pass that that often they're gonna have two top fi- two wide receivers in the top fifteen. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I couldn't. I, couldn't someone talk themselves into? That? I mean, you, you could talk yourself no, into anything. Not with the options that he has. No, I don't think so. Devonte Smith last year as a rookie, 30th best fantasy PPR receiver. Yeah. No. Do you think he does better or worse? I think he's be- way better. 30th. That's a that's a wide receiver three. I'm not. I'm not holding the wide receiver three. I, but I, here's the thing: 64 receptions on 104 targets. Um, that catch rate's not that good. All of a sudden, you you bump that catch rate up another six seven percent, and now you're talking about a top twenty receiver. Yeah, well, who's the wide receiver? They just AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Is that 
Did they draft someone too? I'm not sure. Well, they just traded that JJ Whiter. Yeah, I got to double check. The guy with like three last names. I guess I'm just saying, like, I'm, I don't like it. If you if you like the if you like the offense, all right, fair enough. We'll move on. Um, uh, Are we talk Ryan at all? Yeah, let's talk Ryan right now. Ryan's the last one. Ryan's the last one. Uh, he's got DJ Moore in the fifth, Dobbins in the twelfth, and then I messed this up. AJ Dillon in the tenth. Uh, I mean, I think you gotta go DJ Moore. He's a legit wide receiver one Ooh. on this team, Ooh. Uh, and a high, I think a, a high wide receiver two on fantasy. I think you go Dobbins too in the twelfth. I see. I think, I think you go AJ Dillon in the twelfth. <laughs> Like, to me, I like A.J. Dillon's value. I would take either one of those. I'd flip a coin for either one of those running backs. But, like, Ryan, you, you wasted a roster spot all year with Dobbins last year. That was your your mindset going in. So now you're going to abandon ship right before, like, you actually pull the move on it. To me, D.J. Moore sh- shouldn't even be in the discussion. Is a fifth. Really? Yeah. I, again, like, I just don't – I don't like ba- – I don't like that quarterback situation. I don't like Baker. I don't like Darnold. Okay, like, who was his quarterback last year? Darnold and okay, Williams. Where did he end up last year? Uh, inside the top twenty. Okay, so there you go. He's a, a wide receiver too. Eighteen. He was eighteen last year. Wire, high, high wide receiver two could possibly Nin- be wide receiver one. Ninety three, ninety three receptions for uh, eleven hundred yards. Only four touchdowns. You're right. Maybe it's just the name that's throwing me off. I just don't like Baker at all. I think Baker's terrible. Okay, but he does he does air the ball out. I, if I'm not mistaken, he's like one of the best deep ball throwers throwers in the NFL. I know he gets a bad rep, but I guess well, here's my thing, David. How did how did Odell like playing with him? Well, his dad made a compilation video oh, well, just uh, roasted him. Prima Donna. Yeah, 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 I'm just saying. I, I it makes me nervous. My thing with AJ Dillon is I think now more than ever it's going to be a fifty fifty split with him and Dillon or with him and um, Aaron Jones. And I, something about AJ Dillon. Whenever I see him, he just he looks amazing. Oh, he's. I think Dillon's gonna get a lot of goal line work this year. I think they're gonna use Aaron Rodgers out of the back. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what the hell is his name? Aaron Jones out of yeah. the backfield a lot, and he'll have a lot of reception. So Dillon could have like one of those um, uh, James Conner seasons this year. Yeah. Um. And then, but like, we just did that, and then we go, hey, who else in that backfield that's a run dominant team for the Ravens? Is gonna get all the work, and it's a one bell cow because he just came off pup too as well. It's, I think it's Dobbins, dude. Well, yeah. here's the thing: is he gonna be able to sustain the workload? Maybe, but that's the thing. And then you got you know you still got Gus Edwards there. You still got uh, who we just, we just talked about coming from uh, the Panthers. Yeah, Mike Davis, right? Uh, Mike Davis. I mean, they use a lot of running backs every year, and the guy coming off a major in- injury. Again, not proven in the NFL. It's kind of it's a it's a, a flip of the coin. All right, so. here's and here's the thing I will say: um, AJ Dillon last year, only 187 rushes, and he was a top. He was 23rd best fantasy running back. So no, he's got tons of talent for sure. I mean, so my my whole thing is like, if if the volume there, which is gonna uptick, like he's gonna be. Like he's gonna be better, and he's gonna get more work in the pass game, I would think. So I don't know. I, I think AJ Dillon to me is the guy in the tenth, banking on the upside. Yeah. So I, I mean, because you could you could probably get DJ Moore in the fifth without holding on to him. Okay. But right. I like it. All right. Hey, 
the people wanted to hear some keeper updates. Again, we haven't guaranteed who's keeping people. We're just throwing some ideas out there. And I almost hate helping the other teams, but at the same time, when you're the champ, it there's a, there's a party that people you know you got to give back to the community a little bit. Hey, did, and isn't it, it kind of odd that we didn't do a fantasy lounge last year and you actually ended up winning? You're not giving all your tips out to everybody. Is that, <laughs> I'm glad. I didn't want to say it, Dave. I'm glad you did. Um, yeah. And then as the commission, I'll just give. Just a one last heads up, but I'm sure I'll have to repeat this a thousand times more. Um, your keeper must be submitted prior to knowing your draft order, and it'll be done at the day of the draft. Okay. Thank you for that update. Yeah. All right. Now let's venture into the, the, the chunk of the segment here. We're talking the top eight NFC offseason editions. Couple honorable mentions, a couple things doing this exercise with Randy and Dave here. Um, unlike the AFC, where all those guys that I listed last week, even the honorable mentions, those are guys that are going to produce and produce at a high level, we think. Um, with these NFC guys, you're going to have to pay attention to what's going on in preseason. You're going to have to pay attention to like, injuries. Some of them might not even make a team. Um, it, definitely not as deep. Um, in fact, like the top eight here, the, the first four that we're going to give you – like you're going to have to pay attention to see, you know, what their role is on this new team. So that's a caveat. Um, we do have some honorable mentions, um, and I'll get it going with. And let's talk about Carson Wentz. He could easily be number eight on this list. I, I have him as an honorable mention. Uh, he's kind of become a tagline, Dave, uh, in, uh, in terms of like people making fun of a quarterback. But Carson Wentz quietly last year was eleventh ranked quarterback in fantasy. So there is some value there. He's not getting drafted. Um, so he's going to a new offense in Washington, a new uh, with arguably just as better as good with weapons. Do we like Carson Wentz? Is he someone that you could possibly stream? What, what are your thoughts on Carson? Uh, I would have to say he's going to be like a QB streamer for me that might like come out and like win, win you a week when when you get into buys and stuff like that. I mean, he's not he's not going to be drafted in any of our leagues. I I wouldn't imagine. Um, he did look good in his first preseason game. He was ten for thirteen, really efficient with seventy four yards. Passing, I don't like like the Carson Wentz like the negative energy that he gets a lot. Like I just don't understand. I mean, this guy was an MVP candidate until he blew out his his knee and he's had injury concerns and stuff like that. But maybe it's a new situation, get right kind of deal. And uh, the Commanders been searching for a, a steady quarterback for for the last like three four years now. They've been. Just kind of plugging and chugging whoever. 27 TDs to 7 interceptions last year, Dave. Uh, more than like it, it, more than a streamer. I mean, his stats show that he should start. He should be a starter and you know, on a fantasy team in a 12-team league, but that you don't see that okay. happening, right? No, I actually I think he could be a, a guy that's a late-round pick. If you have if you drafted a quarterback real late and you're not confident in him, why not just take Carson Wentz, put him on your bench? I know people hate drafting two quarterbacks, but... If you're looking to maybe get a guy who could be like he was last year in the top 12, which is a starting quarterback, uh, on your bench, then why not go for it? I I think it's more he gets the hate because he's not – he can never really put it together in a full season. He doesn't win when it's crunch time because uh, he, he wasn't the Super Bowl winning quarterback. He was injured. That was Nick Foles. So um, I, I think he gets a lot of hate because of real football. and fantasy football, I think he, he could be a viable option. I don't think you're starting him every week, but if you need to spot start him and have him on your bench, I think he'd go late rounds. Okay. Is it also like a, a thing like there's a little it wouldn't be a, the word wouldn't be racism you would say, but because he's got that he's got ginger in him, 
it kind of like throws people off a little bit. You know what I mean? They're not not a big proponent of supporting the ginger out there, the big red. Great, we just lost all of our ginger community. Which <laughs> is kind of a big community yeah. that we preach to. Um, I'm interested to see what it looks like. Um, hey, 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 we're a ginger positive podcast. You know what I mean? That's what I'm I saying. Agree. I agree. I'm speaking up for him. Um, well, you just turned off the, the podcast now. So. <laughs> uh, I will say this. like He's going to be better than Heineke. Uh, so that offense is going to look better. So um, now the, the second one I want to talk about, and I kind of did some arithmetic gymnastics to kind of talk myself into this guy, but I'm going to just talk Marcus Mariota for like a split second because I thought he looked good in his first preseason game, which is important. Um, he's given the keys to Atlanta. They signed him to a two-year deal. Um, what's interesting about Mariota's career is that his first two years were his best two years, and since then he's been kind of got awful. Um, in 2015 and 2016, 49 touchdowns and 19 interceptions. Um, his best year in 2016, he had 344 fantasy points. That would have been quarterback 11 if he played last year. Now, I understand that's a five. five. That's a great pick. Yeah, five yeah. years ago. I get it. It's five years ago. I get it. But what I Like, like we were living in Bridgeport during that time. Just that, that's yeah. six years ago, bud. But here's the thing. With Mariota, you get the rushing element. And so I'm, I'm advocating Mariota as someone as a, a possible streamer. That you could feel good, maybe if if things start going well, maybe he's a streamer. I bet you by week eight he's not even starting. Okay. I was gonna say I don't know who their backup is, but he seems like a guy that's gonna be benched. Yeah, uh, like Atlanta's Atlanta's like. But like you're right. If you do, you know, somehow pick the right week and you start him, and maybe he rushes for sixty yards and a touchdown, and maybe throws two more. Great, but I don't, I don't see that happening a lot. I think it's going to be a real bad year for Atlanta. They're going to be in top five pick uh, territory. All right. All right, that was my my one Mariota take. Again, I'll play this tape if, you know, we're looking at week 10 and he's a top eight quarterback. I'm going to I'm gonna re, you know, revisit this video right, here. From the back. Okay, yeah. Um, now, uh, we're going to head into our top eight NFC offseason editions. These are guys that same face, new place. Now – it could have been Russell Gage here, but Randy made a good point. He's already banged up with a leg injury. Uh, Julio looks good in camp. Godwin's back. I know Evans has tweaked some, but there's so much going on there. Uh, we didn't put Russell Gage at eight. We went Sammy Watkins with the Packers. Um, injury, a bit of concern. Uh, he actually had a really good first four, or first three weeks last year with Baltimore. Um, he still averages 14.6 yards per reception. So I guess I'm making the case. Could could Sammy Watkins be the MBS of this offense? I mean, I, like, I think it's, it's the same thing every year. As long as he's healthy, it's been his biggest concern for like the last five or six years. Yeah, he's healthy. He's one of the fastest guys in the NFL, but he never stays healthy. So, uh, But there's going to be a ton of targets open in, in Green Bay. So, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. Uh with Adams and MBS leaving, that's 224 targets on the table. Yeah, the real question is, is who's going to take over and eat some of those that target share. And I know Roger's been big on the two rookies that they, they drafted. You're big on him, Dave, Romeo Dobbs? A lot of people are. And I, and I think Lazard is going to be that dude. But I think Sammy Watkins can get up. Sammy Watkins could be a good streamer to get you some wins. A lot of boomer boss yeah. games. Yeah, I think he's uh, – I don't think anybody's dra- – I don't know. I don't think – I'm not drafting him. But so he might go late rounds, but I think he's more of a, a pickup off the waiver wire kind of guy. See how he does. Okay. Uh, but I think I think Lazar is a guy there. Okay. All right. So Sammy Watkins comes in at number eight. Uh, number seven is a Hall of Famer, um, Julio Jones. 
Um, now, he still catches the long ball, averaged 14 yards per reception last year. Obviously, he was banged up. Um, if he played a full season, averages with what he played in 10 games, 49 receptions for 694 yards if he played a full season. So not stellar. Um, Julio Jones, does he have anything left in the tank? I mean, he does look good in camp. Um, there's two guys on this list already you named that I'm, I know I'm going to turn it on about me. Talk a little about my fancy blues. But I started Russell Gage and Julio Jones four times last year, and they gave me a combined zero points. I think it was the first time ever in fantasy fantasy history. So these are, like, two guys I want no part of. But, like, Julio does, like, Julio's going to be good for football. Fantasy, I don't know. But, like, football playoffs, if he's healthy, he's not have to work as much. He's not that bell cow, the the big wide receiver, ton of receptions kind of deal where they're working him a ton. But like when, when playoffs come and good football is being played, need to be played, I think Julio Jones would be a big asset for them. Um, yeah, I, I think he's going to be a package guy. Like they'll use him in the red zone. They'll use him on third down in the slot. I think you're going to see him a lot in the slot. Kind of take over like what Gronk does. Obviously, he's not a tight end. He's not going to block anyone. But, you know, those type of when you need him in a, in a big situation, they're going to have some packages for him because – He's still going to be hard to, to cover in the slot or if they put him out wide and, you know, throw some, some jump balls to him. Yeah. I think he's got – I think he plays about 50% of the snaps each week. Yeah, that's like a matchup nightmare when you got such big wide receivers, such big weapons as Mike Evans and Julio Jones on the field at the same time and a healthy Godwin. Someone we didn't talk about, which is on me, Kyle Rudolph is also there. Uh, but you brought up Gronk. I'm glad you brought that up. Gronk last year, 32 red zone targets. So if Julio sees, if Julio sees that type of – volume in the red zone I think like he could be a situation where Julio has like a, a good year but I think you're right on the money with his usage though Dave yeah I mean especially with Mike Evans there you gotta take an account for him in the red zone so it's gonna leave second or third cornerbacks on Julio Jones who should win those uh, battles and then if Godwin comes back and he's healthy that's gonna be tough to stop uh, now moving on to number six here's a guy that you know if you told me that I mean, here's a guy that he might not even be someone that gets drafted. He might be. But DJ Sharp with the Lions, I think there's potential for him um, to have a good year. But at the same time, like, I'm not sure what, like, what Detroit's doing in the sense of, like, they already have kind of a, you know, a receiving core that uh, gets a lot of volume as is. Amron St. Brown, Khalif Raymond, they just paid to bring back. Hawkinson, uh, Reynolds, who they, Goff knows from, uh, the Rams is over there. So it's kind of crowded there. I'm interested to see what his role is, but when he's healthy, he's good. They got the rookie from uh, – Yeah, and Williams. Williams. Oh, and Williams, yeah. So, I, I don't know. That's a shot in the dark kind of deal for me. I mean, it might, but not, be, not, not might be bad for a, a late-round flyer, but I've, I'm not confident if he's in my starting lineup week one. Yeah, no, he can't I, be, right? Yeah, you know I mean. But I guess, no, like. He's not starting lineup, but I think he, it's kind of like the Julio Jones situation. He's roster. I think DJ Sharp's rosterable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's athletic. He's shown that he can play in the NFL yeah, on a bad Jags team. So you never know. He could he could overtake some of the, you know, Reynolds or, or Raymond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the thing about. Shark, you know he's been he's been productive when he's healthy. Um, he's his highest catch rate uh, is in twenty eighteen at sixty two percent, and I think that's more an indictment of like who he's played with. And so golf uh, is pretty. Is, uh, golf wasn't terrible last year. Uh, third or nineteen touchdowns, to eight interceptions, but completed sixty seven percent of his passes. So I think golf's probably the best quarterback that he's going to ever play with. So 
which I take that for what you will. Um, so Shark is a name that, like you said, guys, I he could have a good year, but I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think you said it correct. All right. Uh, now, <laughs> like I said, this list compared to the AFC list, not as uh, – Yeah, that's good. All right, number five is an oldie but goodie. Um, he's going home. Juice Landry is loose down in New Orleans. Um, Michael Thomas, all counts, he's back, ready to go. Um, but Jarvis's numbers last few years have been on decline. Um, what was interesting, though, first year, first time in his career uh, that he didn't play more than 15 games. So he's when he's healthy, he plays, and he's always healthy. Winston wasn't bad last year in seven games, 14 touchdowns and three picks. Is Jarvis Landry, who's going as the 56th ranked wide receiver right now, PPR, is he someone that could finish in the top 30? No. As no. a wide receiver? No, I just I think Michael Thomas, Slant Boy being back, Olave being there, he's just going to be like possibly like a wide receiver three role. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, what is what is what is that going to give you? Uh, James Winston had a Jameis moment already in preseason where he threw a, he slips through a terrible interception in the first preseason game and hurts his knee, but he should be all right. But it's just like, what is Jameis eating W's for you? Um, I think Olave is like the kind of guy there that's going to be like a sneaky play to, that could be a potential 30 player because I just believe in his talent. And Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas, and it's good to see him actually back out there after a two-year hiatus. So I, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't see it. I, I, I think he's, he's a definitely guy. He's going to get rosters. He's probably going to get drafted late. Um, I know you said he played more or what, 15 games or more in every season except for last year, but he plays hurt all the time. He's tough, but he's always hurt. There's something always wrong with him. Um, and I just don't think he has what he used to have. But he, again, could be a, a plug and play guy. If you need a third receiver one week, he might be able to, to give you know, 10, 12, 15 points. Um, but I, I, just, I don't think he has it anymore. And then, and then you do the thing where, like, hey, what's the guys going around him? When you got MVS, Tyler Boyd, Sky Moore, in front of Gallup, Shark, Galladay, I'm taking at least four of those guys over him. Yeah. MVS, Sky yeah, Moore, no, I, MVS, Sky Moore, Gallup. I'd rather I take. Think Winston, though, I think I think Winston is going to be an underrated quarterback this year. I mean, when he was a starter uh, for the Bucks, he put up huge fantasy numbers, um, and I, I think they're going to let him throw a ton. Down in New Orleans, so what was that? I mean, sta- what, was, what was that stat he had where he threw like 30, 30 touchdowns, 30, 30 picks? picks. Yeah, yeah what, he, threw what, a lot of, he threw a lot of interceptions. But he had, but both that. both wide receivers were over a thousand yards. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't he have five? Didn't he have five thousand yards that season? Yeah, passing thirty for thirty, yeah. dude. So he's like one of only eight quarterbacks that ever do it. Yep. Um, so it's just something to be interesting because I don't think that offense is going to be terrible. Like, there's going to be people that eat in that offense. They're saying now Kamara um, probably not going to get suspended. Um, so he'll be back ready to go. What do you do? Got a, not a domestic. He beat up I'm someone outside, outside a bar, right? Uh, something like that. But I guess the uh, the trial keeps getting pushed and he won't be uh, suspended until next year, if any. Yeah. So there you go. You need to see the system's working. You know what they say. Yep. Keep All right. Going. Keep your hands to yourself, you know. Yeah, now the fourth guy here, number four on our list. Uh, again, someone that I'm not, like, super high on, but he is. underwhelming. Yeah, it is very underwhelming. <laughs> Noah Fant got traded to Seattle. Um, 
realistically, um, Amari got spent too much time on him. Uh, fantasy tight end, 12 in 2021. But he was eight points away from being top seven. Um, other than that, I really got nothing to say. I mean, he has played with bad quarterbacks his whole career and still produced somewhat. So he's someone that, you know, will probably get drafted in our league, but not to, like, what, 13, 14. Right? I think the only way you could use roster role is if Locke is starting. Because, actually, they have some continuity there. The only good thing about no fantasy is a top five pass catcher in the league um, since he's been in the league for yards after contact, and it's behind like some Ooh. legends, A.J. Brown, Cooper, Cooper Cup, and Debo. So the dude can. He's a bulldozer when he gets in space and gets the ball. But, I mean, yeah, at that point. It's unfortunate. He's, he's on Seattle. Like, yeah. he, if he was with a good quarterback, he, he would probably be, you know, 8 to 10 range. Yeah. The end, but I, I just can't see – DK and Lockett and him all being able to be relevant with the quarterback play that they have and the offensive line. It's a it's a shit show in, in Seattle. Okay. Um, now, we're going to move to number three. These last three names are big names. We actually are running a little out of time. We got about 15 minutes left, so we're not going to get as deep as we want to. But A.J. Brown in Philly, I will say this. The offense last year was dead last in passing attempts. Hurts loves to run. Um, they had the fifth worst passing offense. And so... With him there, with Smith and Goddard, that is formidable, but I guess I don't have him in the top two just because of those stats in his, um, like in the offense that he's going to. Yeah, he's not, a, he's not a reception guy either. He's a big play guy, big, you know, long touchdowns. So I think he'll still have a pretty good year. Uh, he'll probably be like a low-end wide receiver too, in my opinion, in that offense. But uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's always hard going to a new team, so we'll, we'll have to see. Any any quick nugs on A.J. Brown? I mean, we like him. Obviously, he's going to get drafted high, but... I think that's one of those things where it's uh, like we've kind of touched on with Julio, but this is a guy who's in his prime. But I think it's better as a football play more than a fantasy option, yeah, if I that agree. makes sense. Yeah, I, I think I it agree. does. I agree. One of the few times you have made sense. Um, <laughs> number two... <laughs> We talked about him a little bit. Hollywood Brown checking in at number two. No Hopkins the first six games. Uh, Murray was a, a, a way more accurate passer than Lamar Jackson. Um, so the volume's probably going to be there. Um, uh, we like Hollywood Brown. What's that? Didn't he have some legal issues too? Yeah. He beat yeah. Up? No, no, he's actually, it's like what Trav's doing right now. He's trying to go really fast. And that's what this guy was doing <laughs> in the school zone. I think he was going oh, okay. he was going 80 plus over, like in a 20 mile an hour school zone when kids were going to school. So you got to love that. I mean, that just shows like the kind of decision making he makes. Um, <laughs> he did have a lot of terrible, like, he kind of, he kind of, he kind of dogged Lamar Jackson last year for, and he had a ton of bad drops last year. I agree. So. But um, the guys can like who else is going to get the ball there with Hopkins out the first six yeah. games? Rondell so I Moore. think that's like a, a kind of guy that, or, or AJ Green or Rondell Moore. Uh, I actually yeah. did, I did some numbers. Green primarily lines up on the outside. Hollywood Brown was a, a split. So I mean, I wonder if, where he's going to line up. Uh, I'm sure uh, Kingsbury is going to be doing something with him. Have some good packages. Um, last year he's 22nd best fantasy receiver. Um, so the guy can play. I think he's going to a better pass offense. So 100. percent I also think like he would be a huge guy that he's gonna. I think he's gonna pop early. He's gonna pop, and he'd be like a really good guy to trade, like after week six, because I think Hopkins comes back and eats. All right, now number one, old former Bear, we love him, Allen Robinson going to 
the LA Rams. Now, here's the thing. Last year was god-awful. We all saw it. 57% catch rate in 2021 by far. That's uh, god-awful in the NFL. Um, right now, he's 22nd ranked fantasy receiver and draft wizard. But I will say this, Dave, and you can back me up on this. We're talking just two years ago. 102 receptions, 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. He was the 10th best fantasy receiver in 2020. Can he get back there? I think he's going to have a huge year. He's top 15 wide receiver easily. Could break into the top 12 uh, in that offense, especially losing Robert Woods, uh, not really having huge tight end play. Higby, he comes back healthy. But I think he's going to be huge in the red zone. Um, obviously, you have Cup there, but you need somebody else to kind of to take some of the defense away from him. So I think Allen Robinson has a huge year. As long as he stays healthy like everybody else, but – um, I'm, I'm all in on Allen Robinson. Also, yeah, being that I think he takes over that Woods role, the years past for Robert Woods. I mean, Allen Robinson's only 28 years old. I mean, he's he's been around the league a while with some shitty quarterbacks, but like he's still young. So I'm looking yeah, for I'm looking for the kid. Yeah, the kid deserves it. I'm I'm glad he's going to get an opportunity to be on actually a good franchise and see what like winning football looks like. He is going to the fifth best pass offense last year, but second best in terms of pass touchdowns. So the volume's going to be there, the yards are going to be there, and touchdown opportunities will be there. And he's one. He's got to be one of the best guys to high point a ball in the NFL too. So, I mean, we saw him in Chicago make some amazing plays. Obviously, not last year because that whole team was just trash. But he's one of the best. You just throw it up there and let him go get it. He uses his body really well, so I think he's gonna he's gonna put up a lot of points, a lot of touchdowns. Exactly. Mc, McVeigh is gonna find a way to get this man the ball. He's a genius. Yeah. Um, all right, that about does it. Sammy Watkins at eight with Green Bay. Julio uh, recapping the top eight here. Julio number seven. Uh, with Tampa, DJ Shark 6 with the Lions, Juice Landry going back to New Orleans at 5, Fant number 4 in Seattle, uh, getting traded there, A.J. Brown to the Philly Cheesesteaks, uh, Hollywood Brown going to Arizona at number 2, and then finally Allen Robinson to the Sunshine State, or that's Florida. Yeah, uh, you were talking about the, like the City, city of Angels? Grapes? City of Angels. City of Angels, there you go. Now, hey, it's, it's in the name Los Angeles, yeah, it's there literally... You go. The Angels. I will say this. This uh, To me, every time we, we film a lounge, I always think it's the best one. I think this is the best lounge we ever did. You know what would be really good if we had a guy that's really good at content? You know, he like, that puts <laughs> out stuff. That maybe he could put it on to like, a thrift golf thing or something. Uh, well, I mean, I tried it with our uh, – obviously, we don't put out good enough content with fantasy football. But if it was a golf podcast, we'd probably be number one. Right, there you go. Um, it was a pleasure talking with you in the lounge. Uh, again, like I said, we're, we plan to be back. I am vowing that I'm going to have a good year this year in terms of putting out lounges. Um, Randy, thanks for hosting. Dave, appreciate you calling. Remember, it's never yeah. too late to come relax at the lounge. Take care. Can't wait to see you next week.